0: Hi, and welcome back to The Real Postpartum Experience, a podcast featuring raw, unfiltered postpartum experiences told by real people, and I'm your host, Rosie. Today, I have with me my friend, Sarah, who I've known for, we just did the math, uh, a little over 20 years, (laughs) Um, and Sarah is a mom to three girls, um, one nine-year-old, and a set of twins who are five, five, okay. Um, and so she's here with me to talk about her experience as a new mom. And then her second experience with the twins being completely different. Um, so Sarah, why don't we start with, uh, the birth of Charlie. We can talk about her and how you felt as a new mom, not knowing anything, not knowing what to expect, being open to everything. Um, we'll just start there.
1: Yeah. I think, um, there's two different types of new moms. Like, um, as a new mom, you can go in and want to be so prepared and take every class and listen to every <laughs> single podcast and feel so prepared. Um, I was totally not that mom. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, let's just go with it. And I'm, I don't, I almost like ignorance is bliss. Like learn I as you
0: go. Yeah. And
1: so I took <laughs> some stuff, but I was like almost scared to learn more about it. Cause like the birthing classes with like mm-hmm. the C-section mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it was, Super overwhelming when I tried, Mm -hmm. so I just kind of steered clear. And I was like, as long as she's born with five, five fingers on each hand and (laughs) five toes on each foot, like we're good. Um, And that was such a different experience. I so when I went into labor with her, I went into labor naturally Mm -hmm. at home. My water broke, and it was um, it was a long labor. Like Mm -hmm. they sent me home because I went to the hospital, and Mm -hmm. then they were like, "Uh, "You're not even."
0: They yeah even, even though your water was broke yeah yeah
1: they're like you're you're fine so I went home to labor because I'd rather do that than be mm-hmm. in like a weird room with five other people totally so I went home and then I went back obviously when like the contractions were closer but I had I, I had an epidural mm-hmm. um but it was so euphoric like I had such a different experience I felt like I was like on cloud nine mm-hmm. like I felt like so such pure bliss and one of my friends at the time had a child shortly after me mm-hmm. and she was talking about her postpartum struggles like mm-hmm. feeling like a shell and not feeling like herself yeah. and I think my hormones did the complete opposite yeah. like where I felt like I was high like I was yeah. like, life is wonderful and You're it's just full this of beautiful little thing yeah and- so it was hard for me to relate and I couldn't understand
0: right because not every not every postpartum experience is is that is that struggle. Some mm-hmm. Sometimes people live in that newborn phase and they just soak it in and they yeah. love every second of it. it. It doesn't matter which which experience you have, yeah. but it, it is hard to relate to friends when they're going, you know, quote unquote, through something similar, yeah. but it's completely actually different. Totally. So, yeah. And
1: also I think a lot of times like what we're predisposed to, what we think of as like quote unquote, Postpartum right. Is like that you want to harm yourself or harm your baby. Yeah. or Like you're, you
0: think postpartum depression or yes. postpartum anxiety and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: that there, there's such a wide range mm-hmm. to that, that it could just be that you don't feel like yourself or yeah. you don't feel supported. Yeah. There's so many things on a level, like it's a range of emotions that can be. So for me, it was really hard to understand because I did not experience that right. with my first. Yeah. And then I feel like quickly, the universe, (laughs) God, whatever, like humbled me. Was like, oh, you think you got this? Here's twins. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, um, oh, I remember seeing your announcement. Oh, that was so cute. Star Wars. Yeah, had to do like the May Fourth. May Mm -hmm. the Fourth be with you. Mm -hmm. Um, with the Clone Wars, but. So with the twins, my pregnancy was also so different. Like, I always joke around, like, if every pregnancy and delivery was, like, Charlie, I'd probably be that weirdo that had, like, you know, cheaper by the dozen yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I could experience another twin pregnancy like the one that I had because it was, like, I feel guilty that I didn't get to enjoy it because mm-hmm. it was awful, yeah. straight awful, like yeah. 90% of it. I got to enjoy some of it. Um but I had health complications. I was high risk.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was
1: going in like weekly and biweekly for like mm-hmm. checkups. And like, it was just a total different experience yeah. than with Charlie. And so I had, um, I was diagnosed with um, thrombocytopenia or like ITP when I was pregnant with the twins, which is essentially like a, like a blood condition. Mm-hmm. But at the time the doctor I was seeing, he's like, I can't diagnose this, but, You have like stereotypical
0: leukemia. Like he thought, they thought
1: it was leukemia because I had really high white blood cells and really low platelets. And he's like, "But I want you to see a specialist." So I went to some specialist. This guy literally had like horrible bedside manner. (laughs) And um, love those doctors. Bless his heart, he did not have a uterus. And um, he, I remember going in and thinking like. This is gonna. This is gonna be fine, and she's just gonna kind of tell me what's going on. Yeah. And I specifically remember him telling me that, you know, we've come a long way with modern medicine, but women that die dur- during childbirth have your condition, and so like.
0: Oh man. But I'm in You're that. What? How do you even yeah. wrap your head around that? You yeah. Have a kid already. Yep. And when they told you that, how far along were you with the twins?
1: I was I was definitely in my second trimester, close to my third, and so he and he also told me to get my affairs in order. Yeah, it was so crazy. And and my when I think I was in shock. Now mm-hmm. looking back, I think I was in shock because I was just kind of sitting there like, uh huh, oh yeah, absolutely, uh huh. And I had like my customer service face on, like um, like trying to be like trying to take it in. Yeah, but not and,
0: really taking it in. Dude, at I was not yet. processing yeah. it
1: at all.
0: So did they tell you at that time, like, exactly why that was such a risk in childbirth?
1: So he started to explain that, like, Mm -hmm. if I were to go into labor naturally, Mm -hmm. um, that I could bleed out if I didn't get a platelet transfusion in time and that the platelet drip takes time. So, like, if Mm -hmm. my body starts going into labor and I start having, like, contractions and if I'm, like, dilated, then I can essentially, like, bleed out. That was the biggest risk. And so... It was hard for me because, again, I had such a easy, ex- and right. I, I'll say easy. It was yeah, an easy experience. It can be with, easy, like, yeah, <laughs> and like um, and the recovery, like yeah. the I was home two days, and then later. you're pregnant
0: with twins, and yeah. they're telling you you're you could die yeah. if you birth these children, yeah,
1: and then you hear like, and then you know, planned cesarean, right. Um, I'm, I'm totally not against cesareans. I just know, like my mom had both my sister and I Mm be a cesarean
0: and, but you've already done it. Yeah. you had a vaginal delivery. Yeah,
1: And the recovery was like cake. Yes. You know what I mean? It was like, yes, of course it's not like a walk in the park, but it, my body was able to bounce back pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, I'm five years older, which like. My body's five years older Mm -hmm. when I'm pregnant with the twins and then with the twins and then with this new blood condition. And then, um, so it caused a lot of conversations with my doctor. And honestly, my doctor was amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge factor too, Mm -hmm. is I switched, um, OBGYNs halfway through my pregnancy with Charlie, my oldest, Mm -hmm. because the doctor was just like, just very cold. And it just felt very, like, very methodical. Like, okay. Just a number. Yes, yeah. and just like you're in, you're out, your appointment's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this doctor. Um, his name's Dr. Mitri. It was when we lived in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. He he felt like a friend. Like seriously, the first appointment that my uh, that Tony and I went to, my husband. Mm-hmm. He, we left there and we were like, we would totally hang out with him. <laughs> like he was so awesome. And I love I, that. Having that connection with somebody. Yeah, whether it be a midwife or a doctor or a support system, Mm -hmm. having that in addition to your partner, not just your partner, but additional person to be there to kind of just help all of you. And
0: advocate for
1: you. yeah, Yeah. And reach a best conclusion, he was fantastic.
0: So were his thoughts on the thrombocytopenia that you could do a vaginal delivery. Yeah, so yeah. that's
1: what our that's what our um our goal was. Mm-hmm. Was he was like, let's, uh, "Let's let's just see. Let's just see." Okay. And so we kind of monitored it. Mm-hmm. I um they put me on steroids, which yeah. was honestly awful. I had horrible yeah. reaction to it. I like swelled up. It really messed with like my body, but it helped with my platelet count. Yeah. So, it was like a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Um so I took the I d- was on steroids um, towards like the third, like ooh, through the third, there we go. <laughs> um, third, uh, through the third trimester mm-hmm. and it helped. But, um, just in case he was like, Hey, let's plan on having a, um, like a planned cesarean if they don't come naturally mm-hmm. by November 1st, cause mm-hmm. they're getting too big. Yeah. Um, so I was, I felt really fortunate. I wasn't on bed rest, um, I had to take I had to like take it easy, but I felt mm-hmm. really fortunate with twins to not be on bed rest and to carry them full term. Um they were like 38 weeks, so wow. I felt really yeah. lucky. That's good. Yeah. Um and anyway, so when we when I planned the cesarean, I was kinda like <sighs> Yeah, I was like yeah. hoping they'd come <laughs> sooner because I was like, oh, I don't I know the recovery is brutal and like having having yeah, a right. little one with yeah. your guts cut open yeah. and trying to explain to a little one that you can't like do don't, things with don't them don't and, jump
0: on me yeah it's not snuggle me right there. yeah yeah
1: um so those were all things that we kind of tried to plan for but I mean like let's be real you can you only can't plan for anything yeah you can't yeah <laughs> you can only plan so much <laughs> yeah exactly um and so w- naturally I don't know if you remember this but do you remember when the world series went to like three o'clock in the morning when the Dodgers were playing oh
0: yeah 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 so yeah. that
1: night was when I went into friggin' labor, oh and I thought for sure. Were you watching the game? Yeah, you were getting I, all worked up. I know. Up. Like, dang it! <laughs> and I kept like turning it off, and I was like, "No, I'm just, just worked up over the game. Like yeah. this is this, this is, is what sh- it is." Yeah. yeah, and they were this like, is a "Stress." Really, yeah, <laughs> totally. Go Dodgers! Um, and then they were they were moving, and um, I honestly thought that's what it was. I thought I was yeah. just like anxious and kind of worked yeah. up over the game, but I kept turning it off and turning it on. Finally, at like. I don't know three something in the morning I was like I just need to take like a hot shower so I can just like kind of unwind. well Mm -hmm. my water broke in the shower and then I kind of panicked because like this labor was so intense like it was fast it was intense it felt like I was going from zero to 60 whereas Charlie's it lasted like almost two days zero to
0: ten yes
1: (laughs) yes for real. Um, so it was, it was a total, again, like totally different experience. Mm. Um, so my water broke my, we at the time lived in California, so we had no family down there. So Mm. what do we do with our five-year-old? So thank goodness, like our best friends lived next door. So we were like, uh, Jeremy, Jason, um, (laughs) can you take Charlie for us? Thanks. So we woke them up. Um, and they, my mom was coming into town three days later because we thought that
0: that's when you were planning on yeah going in.
1: um but anyway we get to the hospital and um within like I remember when I got there I was dilated to four and the lovely triage nurse she was like probably <laughs> I don't know you could tell she'd been doing it for a while is what I'm saying like mm-hmm. she's kind of like okay mm-hmm. you're fine and I was like this is it I finally understood why women like want to scream during labor because with Charlie I was like, Oh, that woman is being so dramatic, like (laughs) in the next room. Like it's not that bad. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like my guts are being ripped out. So it felt so different. And um I don't know. Like ten minutes had passed, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, time is kind of confusing when mm-hmm. you're. Oh it. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Labor amnesia. Uh huh.
1: A <laughs> hundred percent. So I was like, um, when can I get the drugs? Like uh-huh. when is when is that gonna? So happen? where is anesthesia? <laughs> yeah, I need get, that epidural. Get them here. Huh. stat, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they ordered a platelet transfusion mm, because mm-hmm. the anesthesiologist wouldn't touch me until I had a platelet transfusion. Yeah, fair. Um, and so they ordered that. So it wasn't long. I'd say probably 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling the triage nurse, I'm like, dude, I feel like I need to push. And she's like, honey, you were just at four. You're not going to push. Like, calm down. You're fine. We're just waiting on your platelets. And I was like, I'm serious. I feel like I need to push. And Uh I was like, it is intense. Uh So just kind of like, you know rolled her eyes a little bit like okay yeah I'm sure you need to push and then she was like oh my god <laughs> you're crowning and Amy baby's coming out <laughs> yeah so like stat my doctor hadn't arrived at the hospital oh jeez, because it was like four something in the morning so um it was kind of like a rush to get everyone together so yeah. then my doctor arrives um and I all I remember it's kind of all a blur a little bit but mm-hmm. I remember the anesthesiologist and Dr. Mitri kind of like having a disagreement of like what, how to proceed kind of like based
0: on the fact that your baby was coming out and your platelet count.
1: Yeah. And that the anesthesiologist wouldn't put me under because I hadn't had my platelet drip. But Dr. Mitri is like, I think that like we should try to deliver vaginally because that's what she wanted to do. And anesthesia
0: he's... wanted to put you under in case yeah. you had to have a C-section for yeah. your second one. Yeah. Because that first one was coming out uh-huh. no matter what. Here we go. Ready but or not, it, was, her head's here. <laughs> it was baby B at mm-hmm. the time, uh-huh. right? That typically <clears throat> you see this all the time with um twin deliveries is you're most of the time you deliver one vaginally. But just in case you end up in the OR, you want to be ready for that. So that makes yep. sense that they were like.
1: Yeah. Disagreeing.
0: But people deliver twins vaginally all the time. Totally.
1: Totally. And I honestly think that the only factor that was preventing that was the
0: platelets. Was the platelets mm-hmm. cuz
1: I like I had there was no other concern. Had
0: you gotten the transfusion yet or no? No. Nope. It was still on It was still way. on
1: order. It was on its way. And then the drip they said took like 30 to 40 like minutes to
0: actually to get to actually, in your system.
1: Uh-huh. So they were like, um yeah, no. And then mm-hmm. we'd have to do then the anesthesiologist would have to do their thing and so it was like a whole – all I remember – this is so embarrassing, but all I remember <laughs> was as they were, like, disagreeing, like, Tony's sitting there kind of, like, in shock, like, holding my yeah, hand, yeah. like, what yeah. do we do? Yeah. And I literally yelled at both of them, and I was like, you guys better figure it out because I'm going to shit these babies <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though so true i was like can we get it together folks come on like Um, somebody make a
0: decision because these babies are coming one way or another yeah
1: and while you guys are arguing like i feel like my insides are being ripped out yeah can we come into a conclusion um so i don't even like i said it was all kind of a blur Mm -hmm. i really don't remember Mm -hmm. the specifics by my i so i was put completely under i went into the or Mm -hmm. it was a complete under c-section and the next thing I know, I woke up. Tony wasn't even allowed in the room.
0: Oh. And
1: then to- they brought the babies out to Tony. hmm And then I woke up, and they were all, like, bathed. And it's so different than with Charlie because, like, she wasn't bathed. We she did came straight up skin. to you. Yeah. 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 So I see these babies, and I'm, like, kind of – Why are cleaning. they so clean? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, they look, they look squeaky clean and pink. What's wrong? Um, but um, – I think that's what really like bothered me initially like yeah. I didn't I didn't get to initially nurse either yeah so I'm and then I feel like I seriously felt like my guts were spilling out from the
0: so from... which one did which one came out and then which one
1: so both of no both of them were c-section so they pulled it back out of the birth canal so I had like double oh, recovery it was Damn. awful yeah, it was really it was really beautiful. <laughs> oh,
0: it's messy.
1: It was awful. Birth is
0: messy, folks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man. man. Yeah. I don't know if I shit them out. Maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> they came out. Yeah. There they were. Um.
0: So then recovery from that.
1: Oh, it was it was brutal. Yeah. So, but honestly, this the staff, like the nurses mm-hmm. and my doctor were amazing. Like the nurses that we had were fantastic. Like,
0: Well, I think another thing to note that I don't know that if a lot of people know this, but you didn't have an epidural with Mm -mm. the twins, right? Mm -mm. So when you go under general anesthesia, they're not doing all those like nerve block things that they Mm -hmm. do when people get C-sections that are planned or when you have an epidural in the hospital and then you go for a C-section yep. it's completely different going under general anesthesia and having a C-section the pain yeah. recovery from that Awful. is <laughs> it, it's like 10 times worse yeah um so yeah it's it's definitely definitely different
1: i definitely felt it and um so i and again, like with the tandem nursing mm, with the mm-hmm. twins, I felt like I was like the first three days. So we were in the hospital for five days. Yeah. Um. Just because my I I, I don't remember the exact count, but I remember telling um Kelly about how much blood I lost. Because mm-hmm. when you hear it when you're not a nurse and you hear like, yeah, he lost 80 liters of blood, whatever. That's not yeah, what that's I'm a saying, lot. like. You're like, Oh, cool, I lost like yeah. eighty liters of blood and it's like, yeah. um I remember I don't remember the exact number, but I remember telling Kelly about it And, and being
0: her, and her like being like, um Dude, Sarah, that's what? over half your blood yeah. supply.
1: And like so that I looked like the life had been drained yeah. from me. So I had to be put on like blood transfusions mm-hmm. and they had to monitor me. And they mainly we mainly stayed because of me not, not necessarily the twins. the twins yeah um which twins is usually that's why
0: you're staying so yeah. long Yeah, <laughs> no they were like they were both They're like totally fine. Weight, yeah like
1: all the... well they were
0: 38 weeks almost uh-huh. right so they were they 37 and
1: yeah like 37 like and 30. four days yeah or something. okay yeah um so yeah it was um it was brutal but my mom was able to, like, come down and take mm-hmm. Charlie, thank goodness. So yeah. her uncles didn't have to <laughs> leave them the whole time. Um, But we... Shout out to the uncles, though. Dude, for sure. That's so nice. And that's why, like, it takes... I know it sounds cheesy, but when they say so it takes cliche. a village, mm-hmm. you, you need that support. Yeah. And even if it's something silly, like, I'll feed your cat or yeah. let me take your dog. Yeah. S- s- like, it could be such a mundane thing. Mm-hmm. Um, It... It like makes the world of difference. Yeah, and um, here so, take
0: my five year old kid for a couple of days. Thanks, right? Bye. <laughs> yeah,
1: take her, take her.
0: So then, uh, so then you stayed in the hospital for, you said what like five days? Yeah. Um, by the time you left, how were mm-hmm. you feeling? By the oh, time awful. they, by the time they refilled your blood, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did that feel better though? It did. Did you notice the difference? Yeah. yeah I totally okay.
1: noticed the difference. Um, I just felt very weak. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it took all the effort in my body to like, yeah. lift my arm. Yeah. And so having like Tony there to like bring the twins to me, like when I was feeding yeah. and things like that. And so, but again, like going through, and I don't know what the catalyst was, but like going through and hearing that, like, you're not. You might die during childbirth yeah. and, you know, get your affairs in order and yeah. all these big, hairy, scary things that, of course, we should all be thinking of because we never know what's going to happen. Right. But you don't want to
0: think about no. it. Um, Not at what? How old were you? 20?
1: Yeah, 20. Oh, God, now you're going to make me do math again. Mm-hmm. It was like, as long as I knew you, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 27. Yeah, 27. 27. <laughs> um. Yeah, super old, 27. So old. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I remember when we thought 30 was old? <laughs> I know, all the old teachers that were in their 30s. Here we are. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was just a completely different experience. And when we went to be, I started having like, I started noticing that I had really bad anxiety. And I had mm-hmm. never in my whole life really experienced anxiety mm-hmm. like that. I was like nervous to leave. I was nervous to go out. I was nervous to. It was also overwhelming, like two car seats plus a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, like a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these components, like going to a grocery store. The thing that people don't think yeah. about is like with one, you can just plop that car seat on the cart, and yeah. you can make and you're it good. Yeah, when you have twins, you're like, I'm gonna look like a freak show a
0: twins and a small kid yeah wrangling
1: like yeah. trying to wrangle two carts because you have one for the car mm-hmm. seats and one for the food that mm-hmm. you have to buy it was just a, it was just a disaster <laughs> um and so i think all those things combined gave mm-hmm. me like a really different experience with than with charlie where i was almost like euphoric and this is mm-hmm. amazing with the twins i was like this is awful and overwhelming and I like, I felt like a shell of myself. And so, so that...
0: then at that time, then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. now I get what again, like saying. quickly
1: humbled. Like, oh, yeah. you think you got this? Yeah. yeah, here you go. Um, So it made me like process things and uh, like much differently mm-hmm. and also be able to be a better support to my friends who twins or not, if you have that kind of experience, whether it be traumatic during your labor or Mm -hmm. traumatic during your pregnancy or maybe it doesn't maybe it's not even traumatic maybe it's just something that uh, an experience that you have that creates Mm -hmm. that postpartum anxiety depression Mm -hmm. not the most glorious experience right um it just made it more clear that like i need to be a better support to my other friends yeah because it was a totally different ball game
0: after you went through something Mm -hmm. versus what you had previously gone through where you were just like on a high yeah so then after thinking about that were you like dang now I understand what my friend was saying about like a shell of myself and did that make you feel how did that make you feel like did you feel bad that you didn't understand what she was going through at the time percent but I also be like dang I'm I'm sorry like
1: shit I totally I totally did I was like I had no idea and I wish I would have been a better support to you that empathy yeah Yeah. because even if in and even if you can't find your even if you can't relate right Right. you can still um extend yourself Mm -hmm. and like try to help in whatever way Somehow. Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't even know how we need help right right I think yeah
0: I think that that is a with any with a lot of things is how, how do we need help right mm-hmm. like i know that i am horrible yeah. <laughs> at asking for help same no matter like i will push myself to the breaking point mm-hmm. instead of asking for help totally i'm Always. the queen of i got it yeah yes. and i think yep. that's some that's totally. one thing that we're very similar totally. about but it's like i also I have a problem with setting this expectation that people should also just know a
1: hundred percent,
0: and that's also my bad.
1: <laughs> yep, totally, because we expect them like you expect those around you to treat you how you would like treat would other treat people. Them. Yes. Yeah. but yes. sometimes people are not no, mind not that readers. intuitive. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, and yep. that's that's okay. Totally, but I know, yeah, definitely. and honestly supporting people. Your needs
1: can change too, right? That's true. There's some times where I'm like, I really don't need anything other than an adult conversation. Yeah. I don't need you to come over and do my dishes. I don't don't need need food. Yeah. I just need an adult to talk to. Yeah. That's not like trying to like... You know, need, they, that doesn't need anything yeah. from me. I just need to have an experience. They don't need to
0: be touching me. They yes. don't need to be in my boobs. They yes. don't need me to be
1: helping them with an art project. Yep. Just hang out. Totally. And that's where I think my experience with Charlie, where I nursed her for the first few months, mm-hmm. but we supplemented with formula. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't understand, again, like not going to any classes, not really yeah. educating myself. I, ignorance was bliss. I was going to say, do
0: you regret that? A little oh, a
1: hundred percent with the, with the nursing part, a hundred percent. But I joined like a breastfeeding mom's group, which was like mm-hmm. super informative. Mm-hmm. It was at the hospital yeah, that I had her at. And I got to connect with other moms who were kind of going through the same thing I was going through. Um, I know it sounds so silly, but like the key thing that I think is so simple that everyone forgets is water. Just drink hydrate. A ton of water Mm -hmm. like I with the twins I was drinking like a gallon or two of water a day because I felt like a circus yes I was like drowning myself how much were you peeing oh (laughs) Oh my god I was like peeing and pumping like so that's the thing is like with with Charlie I didn't I wasn't successful on pumping when I when I went back to work Mm -hmm. I tried to pump Mm -hmm. but I wasn't pumping often enough Mm-hmm. I don't think I had, like, the proper fit of things. Yeah. So I was, like, so defeated because I was getting, like, not even enough for, like, a half a bottle. And I was so upset because <sighs> yeah, I'm, like, this really is hard. awful. And I wasn't pumping often enough. Yeah. So with the twins, I was, like, determined. And I look back and I think part of it was linked with my postpartum anxiety of, like, needing to have control and, like, needing. Mm-hmm. Um, for that first few weeks, it felt like I had a child attached to me at all Mm. times and it was overwhelming and it's almost exactly what you said like I remember that feeling of like just like do not touch me me. I can't yes (laughs) like touch me (laughs) Yes, get off of me in the nicest way
0: possible (laughs)
1: yes so um it ended up being that I kind of I joined this group on Facebook it was called like exclusive like pumping I can't remember the thing but it was like exclusive pumping Mm -hmm. and it helped me so much hmm. so i ended up exclusively pumping with, with i i nursed them at night mm-hmm. um partially because i just didn't want to wake up in the middle of the night <sighs> to <pump. Fair>. but <laughs> um but it gave me that sense of control a little bit mm-hmm. where i'm like i know okay oh it's been two hours i need yep. to pump yep okay now i can feed them a bottle and like i knew how much they were getting mm-hmm. and it gave me that like sense of security that mm-hmm. like I knew what they were eating I knew how much they were eating I knew what what I was eating and how yeah. much water I was it was like a control thing A little versus bit. like
0: nursing one what if they take too much yep. and the other one doesn't get enough or something yep. like that yeah totally yeah
1: I'm like what if what if like milk comes in on the left but not the right yeah and like you know yeah. all the all the factors all the things um so I look back at that and I I think that that was a big um Factor of like my postpartum anxiety, but um, so I I pumped and it was, it was not fun. No, but it just became kind of routine. And then once my milk came in, I didn't have to pump as often. I think that's another thing that like with a little bit of education, a lot
0: to establish a supply.
1: I was at one point like before the like six weeks ish, I was pumping like every thirty minutes, Mm -hmm. even if it was just for five minutes, just whatever I could do. Um, and coconut oil was like my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: did but, you feel like, um, you had by that time, did you feel like you had a proper fit of your, yeah, like, flange a stuff? Specialist. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. She was like the lactation specialist yeah. in the hospital yeah. and she was, cause I had met her when I went to my breastfeeding class with Charlie, mm-hmm. but I feel like I was almost like too late with Charlie. Yeah. I was too late in the game. Yeah. Charlie was like almost three months when yeah. I was like, oh, I got to go back to work. I better get to this like pumping thing and like yeah. get. What get am I supposed stuff. to do now? Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, I think with, and with the twins, I, I rented one of those hospital grade pumps oh, yeah. for the first few months mm-hmm. just to make sure my supply came in really mm-hmm. like, and then, you know, trips to Disney, I felt like, um... Felt like I had all the different pumps. I had like the pocket pump. Yeah. And the like I was like there's so many different varieties. Yeah. I felt like they were T Y beanie babies. Like, which one are you gonna get? <laughs> um, I have a collection. Yeah. Do you want the do you want the what are they called Lance the well well now they're all different.
0: Oh. Now I think they're even more different than See. they were five years ago. Yeah. That's... I had
1: I had my car pump oh. and then I had um the on the Well go they pump. have the wireless pumps now. Oh, I've seen you those. know those ones are fancy, and the ones that literally just kind of go—they just go in
0: your bra, and you turn them on, and they just pump, and then you just pop them out. Yeah, my yeah. friends use those, and literally, Chelsea last week came over, and we were recording, and right before we did, she popped one of them in, just like that's awesome. Like, yeah, I mean those are great when they work, right? Yeah. So they don't necessarily work for everybody, for everybody yeah. but you know it's. That would have been nice. Dude, the
1: convenience factor. <laughs> you, it's like
0: freehand pumping, yeah. you know? Just I wouldn't like, have had to like go. You walk around, you go yes. to the bathroom, you can yes. you clean your house. Yes.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah. That would have been great for when I went back to work and then every like few hours I was like, yeah. um, hey guys, I'll be right back. Yeah.
0: Versus <laughs> you just like step over and just pop them in and then, yep. I mean, I remember um, a nurse I was working with one time, she was doing it at the nurse's station. I didn't even notice. That's I didn't even awesome. hear it. Dude, that's awesome. I couldn't even hear it. And she's like, oh, I got to go empty these. And I was like, you got to what? And she's like, oh, yeah, I was wearing my pump. I was like, what? Dude, what? the efficiency. Take a break. <laughs> you get a break for that, okay?
1: <laughs> go have a granola bar. But it's true, it's though.
0: Like, like yeah. you, that's just, like, how we are yeah. as people, like, totally. go, we're go, on the go, 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 and yeah. anything you can do to make things easier so that you can get things done, mm-hmm.
1: they but I think smart. it also forces you what at least it forced me Mm because I'm not good at it Mm -hmm. um it forced me to To take a minute yeah Mm -hmm. and like for myself because like when I'm hooked up to the pump I can't I can't go and attend to the two crying crying babies babies. yeah Mm -hmm. it's
0: yeah you have I mean it's it's your me time it really is you know
1: honestly I mean there was times where obviously I had to have them like yeah next to me yeah um but like when Tony was at work and stuff, but then when he was there, it was almost like my time to like watch an episode of friends yeah. or like whatever yeah. I wanted to do, yeah. have a snack, yeah. drink some water and pump. Like it became like a kind of like, what well, you said me time yeah. where it's like, it's just a moment of the day. Yeah. And or it several wasn't every moments. time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> every few hours. Depending. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, But it was, it was awesome because like our, like I said, it takes a village. Like mm-hmm. I remember going over to our friend's house and like they did not have children but they were so supportive like yeah. here we set up a little spot in our room like we got a chair oh for you God. like when we knew that we were going to be over there hanging out and Aww. i mean she's a nurse too so like i think that she just yeah. automatically knows how That's to like so nice. be helpful right, yeah. by nature but to like for her, yeah <laughs> but her husband usually like people would be like oh my gosh pump parts like what do i do? yeah her husband was like a good friend of ours too obviously and he would be like oh here let me let me well like wash those like let me put yeah. them in the, the sink and it was just like this community of support yeah was washing mm. pump parts dude you're a godsend yeah if you're doing yeah. that for someone yeah. um even if it is just putting them in a bowl of water for me like, right. with some soap you yeah. know letting them soak for a bit uh-huh but it became like a routine where it was like oh do you need me to hold them while you go pump like wow it was cool so i'm i'm i felt very fortunate to have like the support team around not just tony and mm. i but like Overall, which, again, is huge.
0: Even more so when you're living somewhere where you don't have family. Yeah. So it's
1: kind of like your friends and stuff stepped it up. A hundred percent. We were so, 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 so lucky. Because mm. a lot of people don't have that experience, no. you know? No, some people do it all on their own. I'm telling you, every time I go through, like, if when Tony was at work or if he, like, went out of town for work or something, I remember thinking back and being like, I have a whole new appreciation. Mm-hmm. For single moms, mm-hmm. like a whole yeah. new appreciation or like, or single parents that have, maybe it's not the pumping, but like a hundred percent of the child's care yeah. is on you without any support, you. like mm-hmm. a whole new appreciation. Yeah.
0: I, There's no way. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Same. same. <laughs> so
0: as far as like the, um, anxiety part of it goes, mm-hmm. when did you feel like you f- like you got a handle on that or did you
1: I did it honestly took close to a year Mm -hmm. I want to say like um again like super thankful for our friends and Mm -hmm. like the people that we had around us who could kind of identify Mm -hmm. that like "Mm, Sarah needs to like get out like let's try but like let's not try Disneyland maybe let's just go somewhere small like do you want to come over to our house and have dinner and like those small baby steps Mm -hmm. of doing like little outings were so um were so impactful to like my Mm -hmm. overall mental um, health yeah. yeah and just like like i said just the small things that added up like do you want to meet for coffee and again, like when someone casually says that, it sounds like, yeah, let's go meet for coffee. But mm-hmm. when as a, as a mom or like even a twin mom, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get the stroller out of the car. Then and yeah. then I have to, it. like, I and have and have to man, bring a yeah. change of clothes. And it sounded so overwhelming. So immediately I was like, um, no, I I'm can't, good. you know, um, but I slowly started like, again, like my friends and those around me were kind of like mm-hmm. forcing me and to the outside, Everyone was like, I don't know how she's doing it. Oh, my gosh, you're doing such a great job. Yeah. Wow. And it looked like I was being some rock star, killer mom, going out and doing all these things. But really, it's I was forcing myself to do those things. And my close friends around me were forcing me to get out of the house because they knew that I was struggling. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing, too, is I think being really raw with and I wasn't ready to share that story at that time. But realizing that even if it's just on social media or you see your neighbor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right um and they're like oh my gosh how's she doing that or how are they doing that it's a lot of it is like i was struggling yeah. i was struggling behind I was behind the scenes mm-hmm, and i was forcing myself like i have to do this because if not i'm just gonna be holed up in my house you mm-hmm. know um so it, it was i forced myself it's kind of like I was describing this to a friend where it's like when you want to go to the gym, right? And you want to become stronger. You want to become healthier or whatever. whatever. Yeah. When, <laughs> I, whatever know. Case be, I don't know about it. But for those of you that do go to the gym. <laughs> but it's like when you don't want to go. Yeah. And you're like, I'd much rather sit here and watch TV. But or, then
0: you force yourself to go. And you feel good about it. And you feel better.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it's That's like. like yeah. how you felt. Mm-hmm. I had to force myself. It, a lot of times it was like, it was literally forcible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like, I'm not going. And it was like, you have to. And I think in today's world, it's really easy to get your groceries delivered. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, have your food delivered. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of reasons to stay home.
1: A hundred percent. And it almost enables us to not mm-hmm. get better. Mm-hmm. It enables us to just stay in the status quo of like, yeah. whether it be staying at home or whether it be just kind of... Um, I don't want to use the word lazy, but just kind of being in
0: being home homebody. Yeah, yeah.
1: And not forcing yourself to put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, it's easy to do in today's world. Like, think of our parents. Our parents couldn't be like, I don't feel like cooking today, I'm gonna Uber eat it, you know? <laughs> nope. They had to make that damn macaroni and yeah. cheese, You they didn't Something. want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, so I think that it's a it it makes us like look at our our deepest, darkest parts of ourselves mm-hmm. that need to be healed and forcing, forcing us to look at it and heal it.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it, honestly. I would have just been like... Stayed I'm, home.
0: Mm-hmm. I just stayed home. and Yeah. And then, and then, you know, when you don't go out, then it's like you can just keep, you just are living in this like cycle of, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to yeah. do this, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to go to sleep, and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do it all again. Yeah.
1: And it kind of becomes like robotic a little yeah. bit where you're not enjoying it and right. so I I feel like I think every mom can relate to this that sometimes especially in those like trouble sometimes whether it be newborn mm-hmm. whether it be when they're toddlers or when they're teenagers Nine right eight. <laughs> yeah yeah I know about that um you feel bad because you're like I want to enjoy this too yeah. like yes I need to do the work this right. is work and I and I recognize that but I want to enjoy it too because mm-hmm. they're only this age for a right.
0: You have to remember to live in the moment. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's hard to do when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're stressed, when yeah. you're, um, like, overstimulated. I think that was a big thing for me, too, yeah. was I was so overstimulated yeah. by hearing Bluey in the background and then having two babies making different sounds, like one crying, one laughing, and yeah. then who, you're pumping. Who's it. doing what? Yeah. And you're just oh, so overstimulated. You, you're stretched so thin that you feel like you can't really focus. Right. And honestly, like that's something I still struggle with. Like five years later, where it's almost like when too many things are happening at once. Yeah. Even though I feel like I got like my postpartum anxiety, like kind of obviously under control. Yeah. Where it's like functional. Um, I feel like that trait still stayed with me a little bit. I think
0: it stayed with me too because yeah. there are times in my house where the baby's being loud. You know, the TV's on. Amelia's doing mm-hmm. this, whatever, and I'm like. It is okay. We need mm-hmm. s- turn the TV off. Totally. totally. <laughs> that's the first thing to go is the TV. Yeah. Turn the TV off. I can't. Yeah. It's just it. I think that I don't know. I, I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that my, my often.
1: Si- my yeah, my sister just sent me this meme and it was like me gentle parenting. It's like a video of like Will Ferrell, and he's like, everybody love each other. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, yes, me. Yes. It's like I'm looking in a mirror with yeah, Will <laughs> I know. That's
0: how I am too.
1: But I think sometimes it's like it's good for our kids to see that we can get overstimulated too, because they do too all the time. And I don't think they recognize it because you and I were just talking about this earlier that Mm -hmm. like kids today and like the technology and the stimulation with like, whether it be an iPad, a phone, Mm -hmm. a TV, Mm -hmm. it's so different than even like, I know we're old. I know we're in our 30s. <laughs> but, like, even what? when we were raised, I didn't right? Know like, I was in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm no, I 29. I'm told Amelia today I didn't
0: get a phone until I was like 16 and I got and it was a, a pre-paid. job and it was, and pre-paid. It was a prepaid Let's be real. Nokia and I played Snake on it. <laughs> yeah. was fucking good. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like 50 cents per text. You're oh, like, my God. <laughs> after nine. Oh. <laughs> The minutes are free. I can literally <laughs>
0: see that phone in my hand right now. Yep. Just like, I had a clear pink phone case on it. That was so
1: cool. <laughs> oh, I think I think we both after softball practice, like we would we like had I don't remember if it was who it was, but someone had a prepaid phone, and we mm-hmm. all had to like call our parents. So everyone got like everyone had a minute. Yeah. Like you better tell them you're on your.
0: Either, like, they they better be on the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe it was coach. I don't. Remember but it, it is was.
0: it is crazy to think that. Pa- that is something about parenting now now uh, nowadays, yeah,
1: <laughs> <Robert laughs> than it was day. when we
0: were kids, like yep. our parents, we would go outside I mean, I would go outside and Same. like ride a bike, you know, make sure you have your helmet on or whatever. yeah, and now it's like, can you please go outside? Yeah. Can you just go outside?
1: Do you ever feel like sometimes you're, like, a helicopter parent, though? Because I remember thinking back to, like, what my parents allowed me to do. I was like, oh, there is Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. I would let Charlie ride her bike Mm -hmm. to the store. Are you nuts? Mm -hmm. No way. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, gosh, I remember, like rollerblading because you know yeah. I don't bike I rollerbladed <laughs> <Fruit booting. laughs> um I remember like rollerblading with the neighbor boy to like the market and like getting yeah. candy or whatever yeah. and I'm like there's no way in hell no I would way. ever allow Charlotte to do that absolutely Never. isn't that weird I though I know it makes me sad kind of I, I know it's just different times yeah. uh, but it's also it makes me really excited for them too because they're also getting a lot of things that we didn't have growing yeah up.
0: that's true
1: i think that like this generation is being raised by parents who are more like aware yeah of like how how to parent a little bit Mm -hmm. and like no one's perfect but Mm -hmm. i think that like this generation as a whole is more accepting and more open-minded to like different styles of parenting and just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for the other and like
0: well, and just because it works for that kid doesn't Dude. mean it's going to work for the other, right? Because yep. as you know, all your yep. children are different. Totally. So, just across the across the board, it's like mm-hmm. parenting styles. You, as just one single parent, you're they're going to be different between each kid.
1: Yep, and I think it's interesting. Like Tony and I have this conversation a lot about, and I'm sure you have it with your girls, where it's like. You almost like uh, run it through your mind, not blaming yourself, but like, mm-hmm. is it something that I projected onto Charlie, which is why she's like this or reacts mm-hmm. this way. And what's so interesting about having twins is it's like your own nature versus nurture experiment every day. Cause it's like, they're, they're the, they're, they have the same parents, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Born on the same day. So mm-hmm. if you're like an astrologer and you're like, oh, it's cause they're a Scorpio, oh, yeah. you know? Um, they have they're exposed to the same stuff mm-hmm. and you've met them they're vastly different so they different. are completely different little personalities and i think it's so interesting how we kind of tend to take it on ourselves like as parents mm-hmm. like oh like does you know does he or she do this because i reacted like this as a right. parent and really it's that kids are born with their personalities and yeah you can kind of like you can kind of steer them but let's be real they're gonna be who they're gonna be and you're just you know guiding them yeah
0: guiding them through life yeah it's true well okay that was a little bit more parenting talk than normal (laughs) but i think that we can all relate right yeah it's the kids that it it really is it's all the same thing right There's just moms and living our living our mom lives i don't know right um yeah, I mean, is there anything else that you feel like you want to touch on? I, you know, I was gonna ask you. Yeah. When you went, going back to like your, like when you went home. Uh huh. How long did it take for you to recover after your C-section?
1: I'd say like months. Honestly. Because your
0: your vaginal delivery, you were like mm-hmm. two days. You were bounced yeah. back and all of that. I was going
1: for walks in mm-hmm. a stroller, like totally fine. I mean, obviously, I was sore. I wasn't like, oh, nothing happened. Right, but. Right. but- um, with the twins, it took at least a month for me mm-hmm. to feel... Like, I could get around the house, but yeah. I remember having to hold, like, a pillow. Pressure on
0: the spot. Yeah. yeah. And I know it
1: sounds so silly, because I remember my mom telling me about this. Yeah, yeah. With the cesarean yeah. recovery. Yeah. She was like, I felt like if I coughed, like, my wound or was going Or Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if you moved, you know, <laughs> twist, and, like... Twist wrong. Yes. I yeah. felt like my guts were just going to... Yeah. yeah. Like splurge out of me and it was those
0: sutures were gonna split open and oh, you're just was, gonna have intestines out of yeah side of your body.
1: <laughs> totally and it's so funny i always uh do you remember the scene from mean girls when that girl like is like there's a 90 percent chance it's already oh, yeah. mean." right <laughs> um my mom always said like her her scar uh
0: uh-huh.
1: would like itch sometimes and like she would have like scar tissue and i was like that's so weird yeah and then now I'm, like, oh, again, eating my words because I'm, like, sometimes, yeah. like, I just get, like, these almost, like, phantom pains. It's like,
0: twinges. Yeah. Yeah, I get them, too.
1: And it's so – It's weird. Yeah, because you're, like, did I get put back together again correctly? Like, yeah, is did they something? do it right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. And it was um, – yeah, the recovery was brutal. Like, I could get up and function, like – When I say function, like go to the bathroom and get some water and make the kids a snack kind of thing. Um, But like nothing compared to no, Mm -hmm. nothing like complete polar opposites, um, opposite experience. It makes me curious, though, had you
0: just delivered them vaginally, if your blood loss would have been the same?
1: Yeah, I I think about that all the time. Like I probably would have lost just the same amount of blood you know? I, know I mean but you could always live in the what if right I like I just makes me so have. curious now yeah. that i'm thinking about that because <laughs> i really think that and they were both like in a good position yeah. um because i was getting like freaking daily checkups at that point every yeah, you every knew where they were <laughs> yeah i was going in for the um uh ns nsts, NSTs yeah. yeah so who came out first um, so <laughs> we have this, th- okay, so when you look at their, I have to, I'll have to show you on their sonograms, like uh-huh. baby A and baby B, uh-huh. baby A is technically Mia and baby B is technically Maddie. But when you look at their sonograms, I don't know if like somewhere in the whole mix, they got switched up because their noses, like their profiles on their sonograms, I think baby A is baby B and baby B is baby A. Well, it's <laughs>
0: funny because when I, I attended a twin delivery it was quite a while ago. I uh-huh. got to work and we were doing a C-section on twins and I was going to be the baby nurse for one of the twins. I said, yeah. I want baby A.
1: Yeah. I was like, I don't care. <laughs>
0: I want baby A. Baby A comes out first. Those babies are better. I yeah. want baby A. They're bigger. And and then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, in utero, right? They're like mm-hmm. baby A and baby B. But yeah, what happens if they like switch around and- yeah. They pull the other one out first, but that one's going to be baby A because it came out first. I was yeah. I was just like, what? Dude, it's mind-blowing for so, sure. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure I still got baby A regardless of yeah. what the deal was. But. And,
1: like, again, like, there, sometimes uh, – so, like, early on – I guess it was probably in, like, my second trimester when they do, like, the measurements and, uh-huh. like, the weights of, as best they can um, – Baby A was measuring larger than Baby B, which see, is pretty. That's why I
0: wanted Baby A.
1: Yep. See. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they when I actually delivered, there was such a small difference; they were almost oh. like the same. Hmm. Now I feel like a bad mom because I don't remember exactly what their weights were. But I was like, um, mm. I was like, fact check what what the <laughs> what the weight was. No one but it will even know, like, right? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say that one was six. <laughs> I remember they were both like six. Six and change. Six something. Yeah. Um, but they were really similar in size, which was also really cool. So that's you, not common.
0: So you think that baby
1: So A, baby A on paper. On paper. Is Mia. Okay. But I really think it was Maddie in utero. <laughs>
0: and then see that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying totally mia came out first Mm -hmm. so then she was automatically baby a Mm -hmm. on the
1: outside
0: yeah so weird yeah
1: but i think you can tell because
0: they do look different yeah their noses look different when
1: you in their profile and just like when we have like video like the video of them Mm -hmm. like and just their and again like going back to like they're born that way man like one is you've met them. Mm-hmm. One is crazy, bouncing off the walls, can't set her down, and the other one's like, "Yeah, hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> just I'm don't here. Me. Don't yeah, me. <laughs> but
0: I'm gonna lean on you. I'm yeah. gonna lean. Totally. I'm gonna lean on you. Yep.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna put myself yeah. all over you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so
0: funny. So <laughs> it's
1: just it's so funny because in utero they were like that yeah. too. Like yeah. on the video, they were on the sonogram. Isn't that so cool though. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. Oh, but again, it's like going back to like the nature versus nurture, yeah. right? And it's so crazy because like yeah. one of my friends is like, "Oh, it's because they're Scorpios," and I'm like, "Is it though?" Like, I mean, you, we can be a little bit. But... but I was like, they were technically born at the same time, like within a minute. Were they?
0: Were they on the same minute?
1: No, no. one was like one, one minute later. Yeah. But I don't even know if that was real. They just kind of, like, fudged it. They were like, okay, well, I think it came out at, like, 6.30. <laughs> you know, like. 6.30. Six thirty one. What do you guys say? 6.30, 6.31? Cool.
0: <laughs> um, and there was no
1: one there to, like, check. If, you know, yeah. I was I was out. Tony was in the other room. I was going to so. say he probably didn't get to come back because yeah. he got put under. Yeah. Tony was, like, a nervous wreck. And that's, again, like, where doctors and I think nurses and whoever – um, our doctor was such a great support. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also because we had that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was such a great support to Tony. And I think a lot of times, obviously, right, you're in you're in healthcare, you're worried about the mom and the babies, yeah. right? Making sure everyone's good. But you don't think about the partner. Mm-hmm. You don't think about the partner that's there and it's going through the emotional yeah. roller coaster yeah. of that too. And they don't have the hormones that yeah. are able to keep them up, right? Cause like, Ugh. do you remember that? Like, I literally was like, How did I not sleep for 48 hours? And I was like, totally yeah. fine. I mean, I was exhausted, it's but I crazy. was like, But I was like, here's this person, wife, husband, whoever you're like, whatever that is, that partner or the the best friend that's there to help yeah. you, or whoever that person yeah. is, they are staying up. Mm-hmm. They are doing the long hours, but they don't have the the endorphins and yeah, all the that you were getting from. Yeah. yeah oh gosh
0: yeah curious what I mean what did he think about everything like when you got that diagnosis and he they basically told you that you could die during childbirth what I mean
1: it was so it was actually kind of just ironic how it all happened so he went to every single appointment with mm-hmm. me and this appointment specifically I was like I'll, I'm gonna go to work afterward you're fine oh, like don't worry about it and um and then I got that diagnosis, and I wasn't sure how to communicate that to yeah. him. Yeah. Because w- he was like, how did it go? What do you say? You know, we just thought it was going to be like kind of run-of-the-mill yeah. thing. Because um, he was a neonatal specialist. Mm-hmm. And – Not
0: like a maternal fetal. Right? Yeah. So, think- and so
1: I, I – so he he was like a wreck. And at the time, oh. we had two really good friends that were a good support to us that when we thought it was cancer – Right. So uh, we thought it was cancer. And he was kind of like, he was spinning out because he was like, how am I? What? Like, what if? I have a four year old. Yeah. And I'm going to be a dad of three. And, and like, what if oh, something happens geez, to Sarah? And I think scary. he was trying to now looking back, we've had conversations about, it, but at the mm-hmm. time we didn't mm-hmm. talk in detail about it. Cause yeah. I think he was trying to be like,
0: he was trying to be strong.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, Spinning out, and he was like, You're gonna be fine, everything's gonna be fine. We got this, we'll figure this out. So, we went over like obviously, like details if something were to happen, but it's it was such a it was an awful thing, it was an awful thing to have to go through, especially when like hormones are raging. And I'm so that's what I another thing that I think was like, I had a little aha moment was like, I remember when the twins were like six ish months old, and him and I looked at each other and we were like dude i i i'm not supposed to be like i wasn't supposed to be here yeah. kind of like we had this moment where it's like mm. what if and it's that's a whole, like <sighs> it's a good thing that you know but then yeah. it makes you appreciate things yeah. but at the same time it makes time, you yeah like it's a mm. morbid thought like yeah. you don't want to have to think about that yeah Ugh. and so it was definitely a roller coaster but he um i think it flipped because like When I found out I was having twins, Mm -hmm. I should have known, like, look, after I found out we were having twins, we were like, oh, duh, this person has twins, this person has twins. Like like, in the family? Yeah, like on my side and his, (laughs) right? Like there's tons of twins, but we didn't think about it and um and so when the doctor our doctor again like I loved him he was like uh, guys and it was on our second sonogram we didn't find out on the first one
0: oh my god so the second
1: one he was like um guys i'm finding two heartbeats and the day before you're like, like yeah
0: mine and the baby's yeah. right Wait, that's so mine yeah. mine and the babies <laughs> the oh one god. baby right <laughs> do, do you, like,
1: so true. It's like... Um, That'd I had, be me. A dude. Like on the episode of Friends when like Chandler and Monica find out they're having twins and she's like, yeah. I thought it was mine and the baby's heartbeat. I didn't yeah. know the two were two babies. Um, but it was... um So when he was like, I'm finding two heartbeats. And it was funny because the day before was my birthday and we mm-hmm. had like a birthday kind of barbecue. And two of our friends were uh, in the process of getting a surrogate to mm-hmm. like ha- carry their baby. Um, and as a joke, I told him, I was like, he, cause one of them had said like, what if you have twins? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, we've already done the sonogram. There's not twins. And I was like, but if there are, y'all are taking one. <laughs> and I like, you know, obviously joking. And so the next day I was like, oh my gosh, those jerks jinxed me. They jinxed me. me. They jinxed me. Anyway. Um, but when we found out they were twins, Tony automatically is like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is awesome. We're what having a twins. <laughs> but like immediately. I went to like, wait, hold on. We have one car seat, not two. Oh my gosh, our stroller doesn't convert to a double. And like, all these things, I'm like, double college tuitions. And I'm thinking all these things instantly. And in my Tony's mind. just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. How and Tony's like, this is fantastic. And I felt like. Um, That's I when would... the anxiety started. Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> it started way back then. It started in that, in that moment right <laughs> that there. That was the seed that was, that was right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, our doctor was like, you got." And, and Tony was like, Sarah, what, what's wrong? with this, this is a good thing. and our doctors like excited for us too and I was like I remember that we didn't I didn't include this in the baby book but I was like crying and I was like twins are weird (laughs) (laughs) that was my first reaction I (laughs) I really think that you should put that in there (laughs) because you know like they have their own little like have that weird connection they do and even though they're their own little and the twins are fraternal and I think there's a whole thing with like identical and fraternal because yeah, identical yeah. freaks me out because I'm like, you were once one, yeah, and you split. Now you're two, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like fraternal is just like okay, y'all are brothers and sisters or whatever, and yeah. You just happen screw to you at the same time, yeah, at the same time, yeah. Um, but they do have this like weird connection. Yeah. Even I see it in the girls now, where it's like. Yeah, this weird connection. But yeah, oh. so Tony Tony went from being like super ecstatic to then like freaking out during the pregnancy, and then I went from being like super freaked out to like excited and then freaked out again. <laughs> oh. So it was just a whirlwind and like afterward um getting the diagnosis that it wasn't mm-hmm. cancer, mm-hmm. but I still had to go to an oncologist mm-hmm. because of the blood because the... of what it basically mm-hmm. a blood specialist. Yeah. But it was just weird to hear like, oh, you have to go to an oncologist. Yeah. Like you think you That's associate so it with this crazy. big scary thing. Yeah, and- yeah I so- mean it was a big scary
0: it was. thing. It was. it was. I'm not. I'm not dismissing
1: it, but it was but like,
0: like oncology you think cancer. You know,
1: totally. And again, know. hearing this one doctor, and he was just. I think back to that, and I. I wish I could like see him again and say like, sir, you could have said that in such a different way, <laughs> and just been like, yeah, I know. But I think a lot of times, and I, I don't know if you can relate to this in healthcare, like. It Becomes so routine that you don't understand the emotional impact yeah. that what your words or your actions are carrying on to that patient because it's like for you, it's like, Yeah, okay, yeah, function. she had a c section, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and like, or whatever the case may be. I think it, those
0: doctors that don't have good bedside manner are too smart,
1: yeah, you know, like yeah. they're just they should be in a lab, they're so <laughs>
0: they're just so smart, they just don't have that ability to always connect with patients but that's why you have nurses a
1: hundred to fill that
0: gap you're welcome
1: (laughs) yep a hundred percent because then his nurse after he like dropped the bomb and like walked out I'm sitting there again like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and his nurse comes in and she's like are you okay and then suddenly I was like oh my god what just happened like do you have any questions yeah Yeah. so then it was then I I think because it took me a minute to process kind of um yeah it was it was wild twin and i think twins are not i think when you have multiple um childbirths Mm -hmm. regardless of what it looks like Mm -hmm. two cesareans one vaginal whatever yeah i think we think that we know what we're getting into because we've done it before so we're like oh we have an idea but every delivery is different every baby is different every situation is different Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, you have that confidence that, like, I've done this before and I kind of know what to yeah. expect. But if I were to compare the two experiences yeah. I had, right. I could have not prepared myself At for all. either one with the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I would have had the like twins first. It off of that. Yes. Yeah. If I would have had the twins first, um, let, let's be real, I probably would have had another one. <laughs> like, but, but I wouldn't have been able to have this like euphoric. I say it all yeah. the time. The nurses were so amazing. Like turned on some sort of I don't know music, yeah. lit candles. Yeah. I felt like I was in a spa. It was so weird, and they were so amazing. And then yeah. here with the twins, I'm like, I'm gonna shit these babies out. <laughs> you know, like totally. Did you different. put that in the baby book? <laughs> yeah. <did>. Okay, good. <laughs> and so the next day, that made I, the cut. Yep. When I saw Doctor Michi the next day, I was like. Like, man, you see women in just their prime. In the Daniel. prime. Like, you saw prime me. time. The, yes. Like, I'm going to shit these babies. You know, like, he saw me in the most raw moment. Yeah, it's true. And he was, but he was supportive yeah. and amazing. And I think it's also because he was a new dad, too. Yeah. So, again, going back to that, like, mm-hmm. you can be empathetic even if you don't have the experience. Mm-hmm. But once you have the experience.
0: Yeah. It just it's a whole nother level. It changes
1: how yeah. you react and, mm-hmm. and support mm-hmm. totally.
0: I think that's just what makes um I think that's what makes me a better nurse is mm-hmm. just my life experience, totally. honestly. It just and you know, like you you you're changed by by yep. events in your life and you're never each little thing and you're never the same person after things and so Totally. Yeah. It's it's
1: wild. Yeah. I love it.
0: Love babies. I know.
1: <laughs> then you get the reward of having the babies. I know,
0: but not two at one time. I'm yeah, nope, one at a time, that. please. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um. Okay. Any any last thoughts? No. No.
1: Thanks for having me. This was, yeah, fun. It was
0: fun. I know. Um. So we'll just wrap it up there. And just to let you guys know, my podcast does have an Instagram. It is at the underscore real. Underscore postpartum experience. I'll put it in the this week's episode information. If you're not following me, please do so. Um, That's where you'll get the latest information of when my next episode is going to release and what the topic will be. And of course, if you are interested in coming on an episode, uh, please reach out to me. Send me a DM, and I will do my best to get back to you. If you're not local to Portland then I will figure out a time and a way to record with you. Thanks for listening, and I hope this reaches lots of mamas.